I'm Chara Santilli. I was born with ambition. My parents were entrepreneurs and I pushed myself to be high school valedictorian, class president, most artistic, and most likely to succeed. The summer I turned 19, we celebrated my dad's 50th birthday with a hot air balloon ride. A crash landing left him with a broken neck, me with a broken heart, and my mom coping through alcohol. My relentless ambition helped me become a successful entrepreneur, yet my own private paralysis and overachiever addiction ruled me. I finally ventured on a quest for my best life. I found the path of my inner peace, how to stay on it and how to show the way for others. Now it's your turn. Ready to take that load off your shoulders? Join me so you can cherish your life. Today, I want to share with you a really neat memory, and there's quite a story behind it and quite a connection to you know, overcoming fears and overcoming trauma. I jumped out of an airplane with Dawn when we were dating, <laughs> and it was September of 1995, and our hot air balloon accident was July of 94. So just a little over a year after the hot air balloon accident that you probably know about with my story, then I went and went skydiving <laughs> just a little over a year later. So that may sound crazy, and yet it was one of the most amazing things I've ever done. I have a fun photo of this, by the way, of Don and I right after the jump, and I'll share that. I'll put a link in the show notes to that. And then I happened across a journal entry. I, I'd been thinking about sharing the story. And then I literally, in the last few days, was lo looking through some papers in this box I have of all these memories. And I've started flipping over this journal because I've kept journals randomly in my life, not consistently, but go through. I've gone through spurts. And I happened to keep a journal at that time. So I'm going to read you what I wrote. Now, I don't think I've read this since I wrote it. And I just skimmed it just to see, you know, how many pages there were and what I, but I, I just saw a couple words. I've not read it. So I thought, well, let's, let's hear me tell the story about this. And that was just within a few days of this happening. And then I'll put some thoughts to it about, you know, reflecting back. So, um, I was, I had just turned 20 years old in early September. This was September 26, 1995. Here's what I wrote. This weekend, I challenged myself. I guess that's one way to put it. I went with Don and some of his fraternity brothers and other people from school to Toledo, Washington, where we went through a six-hour training session, then skydived. Side note. Uh, we went to school at University of Puget Sound in Tacoma, Washington. So it's up kind of near Seattle. So that's where we were when this happened. Um, this was static line type of skydiving. From 4,000 feet high in the sky, I took my camera. I was taking a photography class in college at the time, by the way, doing a lot of um, uh, primarily black and white photos. That's why the photo you'll see of Don and I is black and white. Uh, not sure if I would jump, but by the end of the training, I wanted to. 
I felt comfortable with the idea and my control of the situation and did it. Okay, so back up. I literally did go with no intention to jump. I went just for fun. I loved hanging out with Don and his buddies. And I was like, I'll go take pictures of you. That would be really fun time. So truly had no intention. Yet, I remember we had to fill out, I had to fill out the waiver and pay the fee and participate in order for me to be around them all day. So I was fine with that and went ahead and signed into the thing. But I I truly still then had no intention to jump. But I went through the training with them, learned how to roll properly and, you know, for the landing so you don't hurt your legs. All these things I remember doing. Um, the way we did that, I remember we jumped off of a little platform down to the ground, you know, and, and into a roll so that you don't hurt your ankles and your knees. Um, I'm trying to remember what else we learned. Uh, I remember the the pack and the, you know, the cords and what to pull and um, quite a eclectic group of, of divers, you know, that this is what they did for a living. Um, really an interesting culture and a whole, I mean, it's like a whole subculture, right? Okay, so back to what I wrote. I went up with Don and Keith and I jumped first. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, I did. I jumped first. Okay, I'll tell you Don's opinion of this in a second or his memory. I was calm when entering the plane, flying to position and looking out the window, meaning while we were flying to the position, I was looking out the window. I was ca- totally calm. Don looked back at me a couple times, checking on me, winking. I told him I'm okay because I truly was. The jump master then opened the door and I got into position. I put my feet out on the platform, held on the, onto the sides of the doorway, then grabbed the wing bar. The wind was very strong, so I focused on my grip and worked my way out to the edge where my feet were flying behind me. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Um, yes. So keep in mind, about a year prior, I'd been in a hot air balloon accident that paralyzed my father. If you didn't know that, that's what happened. And um, it was terrifying. And yet here I was doing this now. So I'll talk more about that a little bit later. But I looked at the jump master and he asked me how I felt. I responded like we were trained with saying the word arched, which is the body position because they wanted to remind us as we said the word that we would do the body position. So um, I'm holding on to the wing arm with a solid grip (laughs) because at this point, that is the only thing keeping me from you know, going into the air is my hands. And the static line means that there's a tethered line connected to me. Such So I'm solo. There's nobody jumping with me, okay? So I'm going to jump or let go. I'm not jumping out of anything. I'm, uh, you know, technically I'm just going to let go. And then I am going to count this is my memory. We'll see what I wrote. I'm going to count to a certain number. And if my chute hasn't pulled by then, because the static line is connected in such a way that it, you get a certain distance from the plane and then it pulls the chute. So 
you don't have to do it yourself. And if you get to a certain number and the chute's not pulled, then you're supposed to pull your emergency chute or pull it manually or however it worked. That is what static line is. Okay, so I responded arched and then let go. I apparently had a huge smile on my face. I counted, then looked up at my parachute opening. The lines were twisted, a common occurrence. I straightened them out, then coasted down. The jump master on the ground talked me down and led me to do some spiral turns in the air. Oh, like he's in my ear. I could hear him talking to me. I don't remember that, but okay. Um, The view was breathtaking, very serene. I remember smiling the whole way down, feeling at peace, very calm, soaring through the air like a bird. Yeah, seriously. I was... Honest to goodness, I was calm as a cucumber. Leading up to it, uh, you know, climbing my way out onto the wing, flapping, looking back. Don remembers it was like I was eerily calm. And when he just suddenly didn't see me anymore because I let go and did my thing, he does remember thinking like, okay, crap, now I really got to (laughs) go. as I had gone first. So um, he does remember that. And he remembers seeing just how I was smiling and super calm. And I really was. I honestly, if, if I had had, um, you know, any kind of uh, body measurements on like when they can measure your heart rate and things, I really think it would have measured like calm as a cucumber. Serious. I'm, I, it is mind blowing to me to look back and think about it. But I was so calm and not in a scared calm sort of way, like a freeze, you know, reaction. It was not that. This was like peaceful, calm, like I was supposed to be doing this and this feels so good and right kind of calm. Just to clarify too, this was not a, I'm, I'm, I'm familiar with that fearful, freak, you know, fro- frozen reaction. This was not that. And Oh my gosh, my memory of soaring through, yeah, it really was beautiful. And it was so powerful for me, makes me emotional to remember. You know, to to look back and think that I was able to have this beautiful experience with being able to be soaring like that just barely a little over a year after the horrible experience of the accident. Yeah, it it really was um, amazing. Okay, then I wrote, I walked, I almost walked out of the, on the landing, but tipped over softly. Oh, yeah, I remember I was like, dang, I almost was able to walk out of it. Because, you know, they do train you, you, you might be able to walk out of it. So you, you learn how to do that. But depending on your speed and how you come in, if you start to kind of possibly come in too fast or tumble, then you you or tilt, you, you want to roll so you don't hurt anything. So <laughs> I tipped over softly. I love the way I phrase that too. That's funny. Okay. Soon after me, Don came down and I went over to him still smiling. It was an incredible experience to share with him. I had no regrets. I had made the decision on my own to jump. Don had even tested me beforehand. 
saying he didn't want me to go. I looked at him puzzled, then told him I wanted to go. He smirked and said, good. Okay, so that I remember when it came time to jump um, and, you know, get in the plane and everything. I, I had gone along with this whole day of not planning to. And then all of a sudden I was like, I really want to do this. So I said that to him. And I remember he totally had a poker face, which I, I mean, I really thought he was serious for a second when he said um, I, he didn't want me to. And he was truly testing in the right way. I, I'm, I'm thankful for this, making sure that I didn't feel pressured at all by him, by us being on a, a date, by the, you know, with the friends, the whole, the group, the jump master, the team, you know, he just didn't want to, he wanted to make sure that I wanted to do this because I wanted to do it and that I felt comfortable with it. And it was truly my decision. And I really respect him for that. I, I love him for it. He then, but then he was, he was happy. I wanted to go, of course. So then I went on to say, I feel like I've gained a little more peace with myself. It's so confusing and frustrating to try to decide when, where, and how to take risks. Sec, dabbing my eyes here. Many things in life are dangerous and full of risk. Freak accidents occur, but there are also plenty of accidents that could have been avoided or prevented. So I guess we have to play along and trust ourselves to know when to play our cards hold a hand, bluff, or choose another card. Yeah. When I got emotional there for a moment too, I was remembering back to being in college, going back to my, that would have been my entering my sophomore year of college after the accident in the fall of 94. And I remember being around people, you know, college parties and things where they'd be dancing up on the couch and near a window and a window would be open. And I remember being, you know, noticing these things that I, I don't know if I would have noticed before in the way that I did and having a fear response inside of me of like, God, I hope they are okay and don't fall out the window, things like that. I was very sensitive to risks and danger and things happening. And I also remember friends of mine from high school being relieved to hear that I went skydiving because they were worried that knowing me and my personality and knowing how traumatic it was, they were worried I was going to go into an extreme direction of never taking any risk and not really not really living a full out life of doing some things occasionally that, you know, that it would keep me from doing things that I would have maybe done had the accident not happened. If you're wondering what my parents thought about this, I did not tell them I was doing this until after, which first of all is unlike me. Uh, I talked to them about so many things. I mean, it, so that was unusual for me to do. And I didn't want to worry them. So we called them on the way home from the ride. And I told them what I'd done. And I remember my dad's reaction was, you know, both of them, I think 
shocked, surprised, thrilled I was okay, that we were okay. And yet, you know, not excited about this. Uh, that I do remember the re- initial reaction was not thrilled. But within a few weeks, or maybe, I don't know, some number of weeks, it flipped around and then became a story that my dad was so proud to tell. So I loved seeing that transition. He was able to flip the reaction really pretty quickly. And he loves the story. He loves that I did it. So this is an example of taking a leap. They talk about leap of faith. Well, yeah, this is also about facing fears that are connected to little or big traumas that could hold us back. It doesn't always have to be a big thing. This is a big story around a hot air balloon and a big event around a skydiving. I get that. It doesn't have to be big things though. But the point is, if something happened to you that is keeping you from doing other things, be aware if you're limiting yourself and look at ways to get those limitations out of the way. I just wanted to share this to show what's possible. And it's also one of my favorite memories in my life. Maybe my story here will give you just a little drop of courage inside you to be able to do something that you really want to do, but something that's happened to you previously has kind of put up a block around it and is keeping you from it. That's what I hope. I have a lot of ways to help get rid of those blocks. One of the first things that you can do is to go get my free training if you haven't yet at cherisyourlife.com forward slash free training. And that is one of the best things you can do to get started learning some of my tips and tricks and tools. And then you can keep in touch with me and there'll be more to come. I actually have an announcement coming up soon in September, so stay tuned. And don't forget to look for the link in the show notes if you want to go see the photo of Dawn and I right after we jumped out of the airplane. It's black and white. I have really short hair. We look elated, and it's it's a fun picture. My closing quote for today, I, I found it in a couple spots online, but I could not find the source. It is a fun one. Let this be the day you leap into the life you're meant to live. Ready, set, fly. I hope you're enjoying my Cherish Your Life podcast. If this is supporting you in any way, please review, subscribe, and share it with friends and family. You can follow me on social media at Cherish Your Life, and my website is cherishyourlife.com. Yep, my name's unique. Here's an easy tip for you to pronounce and spell it. It's like the city, Paris, but with a CH. Special thanks to my dear friend, Paul Suyelgis, who enhanced and mixed the musical track. Little did we know back in college in the 90s, while my then boyfriend, now husband, and I listened to Paul riff on his guitar, that he'd be helping me decades later give a creative touch to something called a podcast.